Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Ha! Hey, hey, here we are, folks. We're here, we're queer, and uh, I need a beer. I'm hungover. It's been a while. I'm, I'm back on the road. I know, it's so crazy. What's it like? Tell me about it. Take us through it. Well, a lot to talk about. Uh, I don't want to dive right in because it's. I'm going to do a full diatribe here, I think. All right. Well, you, is, I mean... What is that? A diatribe? Yeah. Is that a like a Native American thing? Yeah, it's a Native... Am- there are Native Americans that are laying off carbs. <laughs> there it is. A uh, diatribe. Yeah. The whole the whole kit and caboodle. I mean, the airport to the to the Uber to the hotel. It's all wacky. I mean, Dallas. It's like they never heard of Corona. I ate at a restaurant yesterday. I ate one today. I had breakfast at a restaurant. I'm hungover. I, I'm by the pool. It's wild. It's so bizarre. Well, I mean. It really does feel like with these marches, I mean, all bets are off. Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, I mean, this is outrageous. I mean, march and the thing, it's great, and woo, revolution, sure. But, yeah. I mean, the lack of any mention of COVID is it's, asinine. It's odd, is it not? I mean, I get it. It's a good cause, and we're supporting and helping people, whatever, but they could die. It's insane that every single second of news coverage for three straight months, every minute, not a murder, not a rape, not a fucking trans bathroom, not a, a law, uh, anything. No. 100% COVID. And now we have 800,000 people in each city marching arm in arm, neck in neck, hand in hand, no masks, dancing, singing. It's goofy. and. We had a no mention. We had a mass shooting. They were like, ah, what are you going to do? COVID. We got to worry about COVID. It's a guy, mass shooting in, in Arizona. And, but it's all COVID. And now there's zero COVID. I mean, I, I, I'm not equating uh, a civil rights basic freedoms march sure. with baseball. But uh, hey, can I go to a baseball game now? Because and they keep saying they they go like this. Well, because outdoors is very little transmission outdoors, and they should be fine because they're out they're outdoors. But I'm like, well, where was that when the fucking idiots were swimming? Yes, yeah, the Ozarks. They they trash the Ozarks, but it's almost like it's a, a a horror movie plot where the disease or the virus knows if you're doing something progressive or fun. If you're having fun, you're gonna die. If you're doing something. For the good of the mankind, you're all right. No, COVID's a liberal. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. great. I'll show COVID my voting record. I'll be I'll be great. No there no problems go. here. Put on the I voted sticker. You don't even need to wear a mask. It's uh, really absurd. I mean, like, uh, I was at Louis. We watched the news for five straight hours, clicking Ooh. between three channels. And no, not one person was like, oh, this could be a trouble. Now they're talking about it a little bit because the the rioting and everything has slowed down, died down. So they're talking about it now. But that was the first time I had heard like, ah, oh, they'll be fine. They're outside. And right. a week earlier, we were like, look at these fucking people at the beach, these fascist lunatic nuts. Yep. 
We don't we don't like people having fun. I mean, even me and the lady would go out on the pier in, in New York and have beers, and you could see people, like, eyeballing us. They're like, look at these fucking spreading the disease, the virus, these assholes. And I'm like, you just ha- you're just mad because I got a beer in my hand. Fuck you. I got sunglasses on. That's what bothers them. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the pe- kids have uh, masks on and everything, but like I've seen videos where people are just dancing, singing, and shouting. So the the droplets, the the bubbles, right. they go everywhere. Those bubbles are all over the place. They're in your ear. They're bubbles. up your ass. Yeah, big bubbles, a lot of sneezes, a lot of queefs. I I went to two of the protests. I had a mask on, and I'm you know me. I'll I'll lick a subway dick, but a lot of people weren't wearing them. I put mine on happily. I was like, hey, you never know. But I think in, in a week we're gonna get the results. We'll see what's what. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing's kooky. But I was looking up some stats last night, and people in our age bracket that have had COVID and died from it, 0.2%. Ah. So that's pretty good. It's like milk. Um, and uh, they can kiss 2% of my ass. Um, <laughs> and I went to, uh, this is what I'm interested in. Have you had the antibody test? I have not. I should, I should go, but I, I feel pretty good. I want to get this test because the other day, uh, Chubby Sagalo, Brendan Sagalo, he had a uh, uh, social tips. social distancing outdoor birthday party over here ah. in Astoria Park. I went over there, and the whole gang of them have the antibodies. Sagalo had it. Mike Feeney had it. His wife had it. And the last night of existence of real life, I was with Feeney, and we were holding hands and kissing, talking about yeah. how we were both sick. Because he huh. didn't feel good, I didn't feel good, Interesting. and I was one on one with him. So to me, it's like I either have the antibodies or it doesn't spread so easy. Because we were fucking in the ass, and and I was touching his dick a bunch. Isn't that funny how that works? Everything just kind of dissipates. All the rules go away. Like I've I've hung out with people where they go, hey hey, you know, you can come to my apartment, but you got to wear gloves, you got to wear a mask, you got to wear a condom, a dental dam, a tampon, a maxi pad with wings. And then 20 minutes into the party, every mask comes down, every pants goes down, we're all on our knees, and it's it just happens. It's just how the world works. You go back to normal. For sure. I mean, like I went to Louis, and I get there, and like you know, we're both hey uh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're doing but, this shit, the elbow. Yeah, no, we didn't even elbow. We just stood there and stared at each other. And then <laughs> 10 minutes later, you know, he's watching me jerk off and uh, we're kissing on the lips. And we're exactly. watching Saturday Night Fever and doing a number. Right, right. That's that's the human condition. It's all about path of least anal. And uh, it, it, you could get the two most queefiest Karen mom lady in the world. And uh, 20 minutes in, she'll be eating your ass with a, with a spoon. Yeah, so I, I don't know what's what. I think there's going to be a spike. Like, uh, There has to be. I mean, if there's not a spike, then fucking stick a or, dick in my ass and call me Susan because <laughs> what the hell it. is this? Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I've been doing some digging, and I, I heard one nutritionist, health nut guy, doctor guy say that everywhere on Earth, 20% of people get it and 80% don't. Sweden, here, Italy, the same people keep getting it. And he's like, if you haven't gotten it, you're probably fine. Well, how does that make sense? I mean, that's not like it ended. 80% haven't gotten it, right? I mean... Well, I think he's saying they, the people who are going to get it got it. Basically. I mean, give or take. Oh, okay. I mean, that seems crazy. Eh, he, so he what, did COVID just quit? Huh? COVID quit? I don't no, get it, it. It just hit everybody who's going to get it, and then that's it. Oh, well, I mean, I like that idea. That sounds good to me. I just don't know how. I mean, 
the whole thing's topsy turvy, and I think people we should move on. I guess because people yeah. are annoyed because every podcast is COVID. But You're right. we went from nine cases to a hundred and six thousand people dead in two and a half months. Yeah, how are we gonna go? How does that not? How do you not go from a hundred thousand to a million? That's what I don't understand. But yeah, I, I don't get it either. I don't nothing about medicine. I'm no Doctor Quinn, but uh, I think we're gonna be fine. I think you and I are going to be fine, probably. But well, then there's the blood type business. I got to ah. get my blood type. I don't know what blood type I have. I know my uh, my feeling towards life is B negative, but I don't know if that means my uh, <laughs> that's an old joke. Forget. I like it. it. I like it. Uh, but um, yeah, there's know. one blood type that if you get it, you get AIDS in your mouth and your your teeth fall out. Like there's ah. a fifty percent greater chance. Uh, I think A is the bad type. If you're type A or some shit, I don't bad know. Bad bra, too. But yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Uh, I, I heard O is the best. O is good. Oh, you want O. <laughs> you gotta get, I got a subscription, just in case, <laughs> to the magazine. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> Oprah. Uh, uh, yeah. Who knows? It's just it's just insane how the, the news uh, narrative just completely just went, nope, it's out, forget it. And it, it, we already were, were a little shifty on the news to begin with. We were, like, on the fence, and now this just tipped it. Like, all right, it's all kooky, it's all clicks, it's all Jews. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to be an anti-media guy because I think it's this, it's overblown a little bit. But, man, there's some things that you're like, wait, what? Well, I it's feel like, like you go on Twitter and you're like, this is the news. You see some old guy getting his head cracked open. You see a, a white chick getting her face kicked in. You see the, the cops shooting rubber bullets at black guys. I mean, the looting. It, that's my news. Yeah, I mean, that stuff all makes it to the news. But now social media dictates what becomes news. Something goes viral and the news goes, all right, let's show this viral Interesting. thing. Interesting. It's really weird, but here's a quick thing, and I don't want to turn this into a political podcast and a media podcast. We'll get to the dicks and the farts, but Trump is, I won't even get into it. Everyone knows how I feel, but yeah, he's they, on another do, level. they do favors where I'm watching the news, and they one of the ladies is a newscaster. She goes, which, which compare these two, let's compare Biden's take and, uh, and, and Trump's take, and they play... Biden and he's saying, "Okay, everybody, we got to get together and love one another and whatever." He's you know lifting a song lyric, yeah. and then it's Trump and he's like, "We gotta fucking kill everybody!" And he's yelling, yeah. "Get the military in here!" But they show it. What they played is a phone call of Trump with the governors mm. and Biden giving a speech to followers. <laughs> You can't compare a speech and a phone call. That's no. insane. Of course, of course. You got Martin Luther King, I have a dream on a phone. He's trying to get some gash from a, a hot activist. Exactly. It's like showing MLK's speech and then JFK being like, I fucking ate Marilyn Monroe out until <laughs> yeah. she came on my mouth. Right. You know, it's and, just like insane. Yeah, that's wild. Wow. You see, that's what I'm talking about. And you're, you hate Trump and you still can see that that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I see the bullshit on all sides. That's what's annoying is people try to paint you into a thing and go, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, yeah this is stupid, and that is stupid. Yes, yes, which I wish more people could do. I, I don't know why the fuck nobody can do that. They just, they're so blind to the other side. 
that they no, pick you, a side and they just can't even accept it. They won't even discuss. No discuss. No, yeah, and you're and you're a bad person if you want right, to discuss. Right, right. You got to Ex- check all the boxes, or you're not on the team. It's a whole crazy thing, and yeah, but whatever. Like, Don't you want me to be on the team? Why are you pushing a teammate away? What a what a weird uh, mentality. No, it's kooky. We need more teams. That's the problem. We need like yes. six, seven teams. Yes, yes. There's no I in it. I'd love a team. Yeah, teamwork. Let's get a team. All yeah, right, but any any me. any Thank jizz. You. Oh, I'd love a double team. I'm horny. My wife went to Houston. I got ten days over here with no human contact. Interesting. And uh, I'm ready to fucking suck a dick or eat an ass. I, I need something. Well, if you go to the protest, I'm sure you could pick up a straggler. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm afraid of they're going to think I'm a bad guy. I mean, I had I borrowed Louie's car. It's a Porsche, and I had to oh, return yeah. it to the parking lot in the East Village, Soho area. Yeah. Not the East Village, uh, West Village, Soho area. And I had I was so nervous I was going to drive into a riot, and they're going to be like, get the nerd in the Porsche and drag me out and, and write fucking you know republican in the in the pollen yeah yeah and i I had oh sorry go ahead well i was gonna say how about these uh it's summertime now a little bit and these these gals are really showing some some shoulder oh i haven't seen a gal i was in shelter island and i'm in astoria i've seen three greek ladies with hairy tits (laughs) well get down to the village it's uh it's a doozy out there it's a it's a flesh market (laughs) wow maybe i will yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm walking around. I'm looking for something. I mean, like I, I gotta. We're starting to. We're doing the uh, OnlyFans.com/slash/Tuesdays, so I gotta get into some porn. I'm like an old man. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I'm on Bing. I remember Big J told me about Bing. Bing is big. So I go to Bing and I'm just typing in "sexy lady has sex." You know, <laughs> like I don't pretty know what I'm lady, doing. Pretty girl, <laughs> sexual. Oh, that's hilarious. Intercourse. Well, and I typed something in, and my thing was set to um, safety or whatever, the, oh. the search. Yeah, you got the kid thing going. Yeah, so it came up like Disney Junior and uh, <laughs> like some weird <laughs> shit. I was like, what is this? Oh, you got a hot take at, at Topanga. <laughs> I love Topanga. Oh, I love that Topang. She went she, nude for a while. Really? Yeah, they're out there. It'll probably be in your little, uh, you know, child-proof porn box. Oh, all right. I'll check it out. I think she's like probably 41 years old or something now. Yeah, but they got the old ones. They they snapped her in the 90s. Well, I like a 40-year-old lady. Oh, okay. Well, you can get best of both anals. <laughs> uh, oh, so wait. What was I going to say? Oh, oh uh, yeah, because I, I went to two of the protests. One was on accident. I was walking home from a, a gig, and I just like got into it, and it was a... It was, you can feel that sexual raw energy because it's a bunch of like 20-somethings. The guys got their shirts off. The ladies are wearing Daisy Dukes. Everybody's marching and sweating, and their vagged lips are rubbing and queefing and jizzing. And you can feel it like, oh, I want to – I'm sure everybody's getting laid after this. Oh, well, that's what it's all about. I mean – Yes, interracial <laughs> fucking – yeah, I mean that sounds that sounds uh, delightful, but um, I, I'd I'd be nervous to be in the big crowd. I'm still trying to do a little SD, a little social distortion here. I hear you. I Distancing. hear you. Well, I gotta tell you about. Uh, I gotta. Well, uh, here's another thing. So my lady, her brother-in-law had a Zoom wedding. Got married on Zoom. Interesting. Yeah. That is bizarre. I'm not. I don't know if I'm into that scene. 
It was very bizarre, but they had to do it at, at a certain time. They already planned it. It was something something was up, but it was it was beautiful. It was like touching. I didn't have to go to a wedding, and I didn't have to buy a gift. But it, you know, you saw the whole thing. They had a priest there, like you know, doing the whole. Do you take this dweeb to be a fucking homo and all that? And it was touching. But here's the clinker. We go outside to like every after the wedding. We're all having hanging out. It's like we're at the reception. And we're on the Zoom outside, me and the lady, and a big homeless lady starts yelling the N-word. Just oh, homeless fun. guy. Homeless lady with a, like a big blanket under her arm and crazy bird's nest hair. And she's like, you N-words, you're ruining everything. And you look around, there's a couple black guys out there, you know, and it was in the middle of the day. And her mom has to hear this on the Zoom. Wow. that's why, So wait, hold on. Did you guys dress up? Did you wear a suit and a thing? I put on a collar, you know, collar shirt and no okay, pants. I, I picture you, yeah, with like a bathing suit and flip flops <laughs> and then like a, a a suit. Yeah. So did anyone at the wedding go, ah, and like mute you guys or anything? Oh, yeah. I mean, because they're already like these cute Massachusetts suburb people. And then they, they're they like, my daughter's in New York City, the big city, the protest, the fires, COVID. And then they hear this fucking bird pigeon lady yapping i mean it all came to fruition that'd be a great home alone 2 deleted scene the old bird lady just yelling the n-word here's the weird thing she kept yelling the n-word and i was looking at the black guy like oh god because this is right in the heat of everything this is like you know george floyd the whole thing and he's just standing there going like ah you know and then she threw in a and the jews are scum and i was like whoo thank oh, that's you let's, better. Let's, let's spread it out a little bit yeah, I mean, she makes a good point about the Jews, but True. Uh, I'm kidding. Sorry. I don't know. Ah, that was fun. That was okay. Who knows? But um, yeah, that's wild. I mean, what a weird time. I wonder if she felt that way pre-March or if she's just like, right. all right, I've had it with all these people marching around me. I think she felt it before just with the Jew thing thrown in. And then, then you had the one cool guy with the man bun. He got he got off a stoop and goes, take your hate and get the fuck out of here. And she was like, fuck you, faggot. He's like, fuck you, bitch. And they're going back and forth. Oh, God. It's tense over there, man. It is yeah. strange. Like I, like I said, I drove in and dropped off the car and walked around. And there's no cabs. I couldn't get a cab. I was going to take yeah. a cab back to Astoria. And it's like this weird time. This yellow cab pulls up. Well, finally, I found a cab, one guy, and he pulls up, and I say, uh, yeah, hello, and he goes, uh, cash only. You better have cash, and I go, what do you mean cash only? You can't do that. That's against the rules, Yeah. and he go, and then he just looked at me a long time. He goes, nah, cash only. Wow, and so I started walking away, and then uh, I turned into a real Karen. I was like, how about I report you? Yes. And then I'm like, oh, God, if anyone hears me say this, I'm going to go viral. They're going to beat me. They're going to take my dog away. <laughs> but the rule's the rule. You can't. What is this? You can't. All of a sudden, you can't take credit cards. I know you take credit card. You got a credit card machine and you got to take all comers. Yeah, it's come on my back. It's, it's the Wild West. People are making their own rules. It's martial law. Well, it was like this was on uh, Wednesday evening and it was like 630 and you could see every two blocks there was like a group of 12 cops shooting the shit getting ready for nightfall oh, and yeah. it really does it feels like the wild west and there's shit spray painted and and boarded up and there's homeless people walking up the middle of the street and man it is uh dystopian out there it, it is it is we had a curfew is it still a curfew yeah i mean it was last night i don't know if there is tonight but it keeps my phone keeps fucking yes going bah! which i think is insane they text all of us but 
I know. They get that amber anal. But uh, so we had an 8 o'clock curfew, and I forgot about it, you know, because you're just living in your life, whatever. So the wife's whipping up some, you know, Manchu chicken or some Asian dish, whatever, Wuhan, bat, something, and... She, you know, it stunk up the apartment. She put all the shit in the in a bag, and I was like, "Let me throw this bag out because this thing stinks." So I walked out the front door, and I just stepped. It was like the the sidewalk was lava. I forgot about the 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 curfew. The whole city's pitch black, empty, not a peep. And I looked to my left. There's a cop station like a block away from my house. There's like 60 cops just standing there waiting, and on my foot like almost hit the sidewalk, and I picked it back up. And they were like, "All right," and I forgot. It was so. It was like out of a movie. Yeah, it's really weird. Yesterday, because I've been going for walks, and now I'm back here by myself, which is so strange. Uh, this is like a side note, I guess. I haven't had this feeling that you got now as well. I haven't been home in a place alone in three months. Right. Like, it's right. so weird being like, and I had this realization. I'm like changing the subject, but we'll swing it back around. I had this realization of like, oh, I think this is a huge source of my depression and anxiety is I'm alone 60% of my life. I'm just sitting right. in a hotel room by myself, especially after that come down of doing a killer show for 200 to 300 people where everyone's like, you're great, we love you, thanks for having us. And then you're just sitting there by yourself and then all day, that's how I feel right now. And I'm like, oh, this is why I'm miserable. I mean, I got to bring an opener. I mean, I have Sarah a lot of the times, but sometimes you don't. And it is a lot of fucking lonely downtime. It's a lot, especially with the pandemic. You're just alone in the world, you know? You got nobody to... You can't hang out with your friends, and you got to stay inside and social dist. So then without her, you're just double alone. It's yeah. tough. I mean, that, but that's what it was like before, even even with pandemic, is that you think, like, I'll go to the bookstore. I'll walk around the mall, but that's not any connection either because it just makes you feel more alone. You're just walking around looking at people having fun. Right, right. And then so, you try to... You try to start something up with the bookkeeper guy, and it just gets weird. You know, you're like, "Hey, hey, cold out." He's like, "Yeah," and you're like, yeah. "Oh shit, I don't know how to react with people." Yeah, it's tricky. So I don't know. I might, I might make some life changes here going forward. I think I'm gonna quit comedy and you know, become a a bookmaker. Yeah, well, get the special out there, and then just start, you know, printing Nazi manifestos or whatever you're into. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's wild. I, I felt the same way. Like before this shit, I was going on the road every weekend, and I tried to cool it with the going out with the comics, going out with the staff, getting blackout drunk, and the whole thing. And I was getting good at it. But then last night, I was like, I did my shows. It felt great. I'm gonna go home. And it was like somebody snapped their fingers. I was four shots in. I'm riding a mechanical bull. I'm, I'm dueling pianos. I'm, I'm like crowd surfing. It was. It was. It brought me right back because I was like, I'm not gonna go back to the hotel now. Look, at, I'm in a fucking bar. This place is packed. So I mean, is the bar packed? Are they 50 percent capacity? Masks? Anything? Like what's going on there? Uh, well, the Dallas. Have you been to this club? Which one? Dallas Addison? Improv. No, no. I okay. work. Okay, it's, it's in basically at a strip mall and it, directly across from the door is a like a honky tonk dueling piano kind of big big fun loud bar and you just literally walk out and you walk in there it's like one little hallway and it's crazy and it's 50 percent capacity but this is like a warehouse so it probably fits 500 people so there's still 250 in there Wow. Everybody's wild, you know, sw swinging their shirts over the head, doing the cowboy dance, the line dancing. It's wild. 
And is anybody like, ah, I'm not going to go in there. That's too much. I wanted to see the show, but I got to beat it. I haven't seen any of that. Any mask on anybody? Even like pulled down under the chin? Not one. There's masks on every table. Like the club does their part. Hey, we got a mask for everybody. We're going to seat you kind of far apart, even though they didn't. But uh, nobody. I did a meet and greet. I shook every hand. I never purelled. I made out with a few guys. Nothing. Nobody. It never even came up. Wow. Shaking hands, I would I would not do personally. Yeah. Just because I, don't, I, I didn't like shaking hands before. So now we yeah. got an out. I know, but I, I felt so grateful these people showed up, and uh, I just I felt like I had to do it. I'm, I'm talking hugs, photos, dick checks, nut grabs, everything. All right. Well, yeah, be careful yeah. out there. I mean. I should. Because uh, there are cases going up in all the states, but I, I, I don't know what to believe anymore. Who knows what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Well, we'll see when the uh, the results come in, but... I'm hungover now, and I just got to tell you about the airport is so wild. Like, I felt so... See, we all think we're rusty as comics, but we're also rusty as travelers. We're rusty in every aspect of, of the road, you know? I, I can't even imagine. I have I, I'm like, I don't know how to pack. I don't know how to do anything. Yes. I don't want to do it. I overpacked. I brought a surfboard and a, and a tuxedo. My, my bag is huge. I'm here three days. I got a huge duffel. Uh, I got an away bag. I, I got a, a FedEx coming. It's insane. And then I got to the airport like three hours early. I woke up at five. I took a shower. I worked out. I took an Uber to, the, to Newark. Newark has three people there. Nobody's in line. It was incredible. The pandemic's the best thing to happen to travel. Yeah, I saw Bob Kelly was doing his like Insta story. And he's literally the only person there. I mean, like, there's zero people. It's wild. It's wild. And all, like, the Hudson News, all those little shops are closed, so I couldn't steal anything. And uh, you get on the plane, and they go, They now they load from the back to the front. Zones are out. I love that. Boy, this yeah. is great. I know. And then you get in, you got your whole row. The plane probably seated 200 people. There's probably 70 on there. Everybody got their own row. Everybody's hanging out. And they, they tell you to keep the mask on, but I fell asleep. I woke up, the mask was on my chin, and my, my dick was out. Oh, wow. Boy, so nobody really is, cares. This is exciting. Yeah, I mean, I don't work till I think, uh, July. Tampa side splitters, and I think Chicago in August, maybe, hopefully. But uh, it's interesting, so we'll, we'll see what happens with everybody. Certain people I worry about more than others, that uh, if they were to get it, the aforementioned fellow. Uh, Aha. I Robert, I'm like, boy, if he gets it, I mean, what the hell? He's Wait. in his 50s. Oh, right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Like, I think you'll be fine, but uh, he'll be fine probably too, but I don't yeah. know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with the whole thing. It's, it's all a big we'll see situation. One thing yeah. I do know, though, is that we got some great sponsors. You got that right, Fatty. Boy, uh, well, this is one of our favorite, as you know. Oh, God, why isn't this opening? As everyone knows, our... F what the fuck won't open? Uh-oh. What the hell happened? Anyway, Sheath Underwear is yes. tremendous. I love Sheath. They are one of our sponsors this week. I am wearing Sheath right now. I always wear it. I love this stuff. They're huge fans of the uh, podcast. Oh, it, it uploaded. Luckily, uh -huh. I didn't need any copy because... I'm a huge sheath guy. We've talked about it. This stuff is so comfortable. Oh, it's yeah. like a spandexy thing, and it's got a pouch for your uh, your your dick and a pouch yeah. for your balls. And as yeah. I've said before, every time you pull your dick out of these undies, 
It feels like you're pulling out of your wife's, uh, you know, mother. It's wild. <laughs> it's just soft and it glides out. And oh, yeah. It's sexy. I got the camouflage one. My wife loves them. The logo is super cool. It looks like the uh, the shield from the bad guy in uh, He-Man. What's his name? Oh, Skeletor. Wow. Good pull there, 80s. That's what it reminds me of. So uh, get yourself some sheath underwear. Tell them how to do it. Tell them about it a little bit. I love sheath. I, I Also, just grabbing your package in the sheath feels good. It feels like a good bag of berries, you know? Uh, I always get the wife to rub it. Um yeah, don't you hate it when you go for a walk and your dick and balls are loudly clanking against one another? Well, sheath underwear cradles your junk like a mama gorilla holding her precious newborn baby. Harambe. It's got comfort of a boxer brief with the support of a jock strap. All of their powers, none of their weaknesses. Go to sheathunderwear.com and get an order with promo code TUESGAYS. This guy's a fan. TUESGAYS. To get 20% off your first order and sheath underwear's 100% money-back guarantee. That's sheathunderwear.com, promo code TUESGAYS. Support the show by supporting them. Get sheath underwear and let them support your balls. And you know what's fun to do in your underwear? First thing in the morning, you get out of bed, you have a nice bowl of cereal. Uh, Who doesn't love to wake up, not put on any clothes, just in your sheath panties, and you come out and you get yourself a a bowl of Magic Spoon cereal. By the way, sheath has stuff for women, too. Sarah has a great sports bra that they sent her. It's great. Good point. Get yourself a Magic Spoon bowl of cereal. Speaking of my wife, she ate all four of these boxes. She ate more boxes of these than I ate boxes of ladies, if that makes any sense. Box. Um, I love this stuff. It is great. Breakfast as a kid used to be fun, but now that I'm watching my carbs sh- and sugar, it's boring. Well, not with Magic Spoon cereal, everybody. This this cereal is healthy and delicious, and you can get it. This episode is sponsored by Magic Spoon, a new cereal company that's discovered a way to recreate your favorite childhood cereals with zero sugar. 12 grams of protein and only 3 net grams of carbs in each serving. It tastes too good to be true. Magic Spoon offers four flavors based on the all-time classics. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry, plus a variety pack that lets you try all four. That's what I had, and I loved it. I love the cocoa. That's my fave. Tell them how to get some. Yeah, you got it. It's also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. So you're eating a big bowl of cereal in the morning, and you don't have to feel bad about it. Go to magicspoon.com slash Tuesdays to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code TUESDAYS at checkout to get free shipping. Hey, nice. Uh, Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee, so you don't like it for any reason. They'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash Tuesdays, and use the code TUESDAYS for free shipping. Love you, Magic Spoon. Thanks for the sponsor. Hell yeah. Thank you, Magic Spoon. Thank you, Sheath. And uh, yeah, support the people that support the show. And uh, boy, I'm just noticing I got like a Zuckerberg haircut going on here as it <laughs> as it grows back in. I feel like Zuck. It feels like it's growing slow. Did you uh, did you re-nip that thing? No, I feel like it's growing a little slow too. Uh, it's been a couple months here. No nip. Uh, All right. It's a little chunky and flunky. You'd think this. I was talking to Louie about this because he had to cut his dog's hair. 
He's got a big old beautiful half poodle, half uh, golden retriever. It's a uh-huh. hell of a dog. So we were there, and I was like holding that dog down. Like, oh, he really? was shaving it with the clippers. I mean, I wasn't holding it down, but I was petting it. <laughs> and it just goes to show you how much these experts, you, you miss them, you love them, you're grateful for all these people that have like skilled professionals. Yes. Because yes. we did it, and you just go, oh, how hard can it be? So we shaving the dog. I mean, we finish. The dog looks like a train wreck. It looks like a cartoon dog that got in a dust-up with another dog. Oh, really? You got patches missing. You got fur everywhere, scars, blood. Well, one he went down to like the meat. It was like dog meat. It was like black <laughs> head, like uh, just a weird dog skull you could see. Oh. And his eyebrows look like Martin Scorsese's, and they're uneven, <laughs> and he's got furry footprint, his tail's all backwards, and his left shoe's on the right foot, and the whole thing. I mean, it's, it's like, wacky looking. It's like a Dr. Seuss character, you know? It looked insane. It's like a different dog, and you could tell, you could feel the dog's sadness after. You could feel the dog being like, I'm stupid. <laughs> and yeah. we were talking about it, you're like, <laughs> and he was making me laugh because he's like, if I dropped my dog off at a groomer and got it back like this, I would sue them for all the money they had. <laughs> like, you you would be like, I'm taking you to court. Right. And what's crazy is that probably costs like 40 bucks, 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. Like a haircut is like $18 here at the, my barbershop anyways. I mean, I know Manhattan, it's like 400 bucks for a haircut. And ladies, yeah. you have to sell your house for a haircut. But Totally. I pay 18 bucks for a haircut. Maybe it's 16 The people in the middle of the country are shitting their pants right now at these prices. But, <laughs> I know. And it just looks great. But I had Sarah just shave it. I'm like, just shave it clean. That way it all just grows. I mean, it's lumps and dips and chunks, and it's gray now. But you're right. It makes you respect because I walk past a mutt cut, and I go, look at these fucking idiots. Oh, they're trying to beat the system. They're trying to have a – that's not a real job. A mutt cut? Get out of here. But then you hear about this. You're like, oh, maybe it's legit. No, you need them. All these skills, you really uh, find out what you need in life. You try to paint your own toenails. You try to uh, clip your own dick hole, and it just it comes out all wacky. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just watched that, uh, speaking of dick hole and wacky, I just watched this, uh, I think it's called Spellbound. Have you heard of this? The film? It's a documentary about Indian kids kicking ass in spelling bees. Oh, I have not seen it. I, I, I keep seeing it on Netflix or one of those things. It's pretty good, and you know you're always like, why do Indian kids kill it everywhere? Indian people are smart. They got doctors. They got accountants. They're like they're like brown Jews, kind of. You know, you're like mm. everything they do is is nailing it. Like Sammy they're Davis s- is Indian. <laughs> yeah, they're so smart, and I'm like, why are they also? You never really meet a dumb Indian, and uh, it's it because in 1960 whatever they ma- made some law that you're allowed to immigrate here if you have a skill. Hmm. So they only let the smart people in who knew how to do shit, like coding or math or, you know, whatever, uh, tossing salad. And that's why they're all in here. They're all smart. Interesting. Yeah, fun stuff. That was a good duck. It's kind of like uh, Schindler's List. You had to prove that you were a skilled laborer right. to not get uh, whacked. Yeah, and then if you're born here... You're allowed to be a, a piece of garbage because you're already in. Right. Well, that's the thing with like all of our great um, inventors and our great, uh, what do you call it, the American entrepreneurs yes. and stuff. Most of them came from Germany and Austria and stuff. I know. Immigrant, baby. The pure-blooded, born-here Americans are garbage. 
Well, we take it for granted. We're like, yeah, land of the free, blow me. Where's my check? Where's my uh, McDonald's, you know, Popeyes, talk to me. Where's my Pornhub? But if you come here, you got to prove it. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, good for the uh, good for the Indians. I mean, I don't know yeah. how that makes kids good at spelling, though. Well, they got the smart parents who beat their children until uh, they get the the word cacophony right. That's their uh, that's their skill. They good child beaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, no, that's, we're nothing to sneeze at. You know, we got the Henry Fords, anti-Semite. We got the Steve Jobses. We got. We got some hot numbers here. A couple people. We got a few. Uh, yeah, we're doing all right. <clears throat> Edison, he stole stuff. Yeah, I think that those guys were all from other places. Von Braun, weren't they all from somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I think Tesla. He he didn't look like a like a Bob, Joe, or Harry. I don't know if these people came up in the American public school system. Yeah, good point. Good point. Obama did. Yeah, that's something. I thought he lived in Kenya for oh. about 35 years. Well, I got to see the birth certificate. Uh, um, woo! Uh, anyways, so uh, I want to get. I want to hear about the shows. Can we talk about the shows? You got. It. I didn't want to gush too much, but uh, yeah, you got it, Fatty. Uh, this is so much to talk about. Uh, first of all, we're so out to lunch on just reality and the world, just living in that New York bubble. Right when I got in the hotel, I felt rejuvenated. Because you're, you're like going back into that old rhythm of doing the road every weekend, unpacking, looking at your notes, writing, knowing about, okay, five hours till the show, four hours, three hours, okay, show's coming, what am I going to open with? Do I do some jokes on the city? And you're already in it. Your brain just clicks back on, and you forget the beauty of it. You forget about COVID, the riots, all this shit. You forgot about it for a second because you're doing something again. You have a purpose. Right. You know? And... You know, I show up to the, the club early, you meet everybody, hey, how you doing, manager, hey, who's your waiter, how you doing, where's the green room, the whole thing, and you just, you're back in it, and I was terrified, I'm talking to you, oh, Paul Varghese is one of the, is the feature. Oh, I like that guy. Great guy, killer comic, by the way, and so I, I, it's already nice knowing a dude, we're in the green room, we're talking comedy again, you know, you go to the mini fridge, you have a water, it's all right back where we left it, baby, and... You know, the, the, the lights go down. They hear that, hey, everybody, welcome to the Edison Improv. Thanks for coming out. Woo! You're like, oh, shit, this is it. It's happening again. And, you know, the host goes up. He's fucking around. Paul kills it. And the, the interesting thing was I was terrified. I was shaking like a leaf. And uh, I noticed that talking about everything was doing the best. People want to laugh at how the world is. They want to feel that, like, all right, yeah, we can joke about this. This this is all fucking horrible. It's sad. The imagery is bananas. But it was cathartic to just, you know, I'd go into, like, a joke about Uber, and they're like, yeah, that's fun. But then when you talk about fucking COVID and all that shit, it was, that was really where you connected. And you're like, comedy is important. I forget. Comedy is necessary. It's essential, goddammit. Certainly. Well, they need the release and also... You know, the basic principle of comedy, you need everyone to um, be on board, to agree, and be like, oh, yeah, that, that. not necessarily agree, but uh, they've experienced what you're talking about. Yes. I mean, those are the best jokes of, like, that's so true. So talking about COVID, everybody is living that. Right, Whereas right. if you're talking about fucking a fat chick, you know, only depressed people have experienced that. Right, Whereas right. you're like, how crazy is this COVID? Like, everybody's been through it for three months. 
It's a good point, yeah, because we're very splintered now. Everybody watches their own show. They got their own podcast. They got their own job that's weird and specific. But COVID and and the riots and the the whole thing is all. It's 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 like the Beatles going on Ed Sullivan. We're all on board. Yes, I always talk about with with comedy and like the audience all getting it. And maybe I've said this before, but Jeff Ross used to do the joke where he's like, "I'm going to read a poem. Can we dim the lights?" And then the lights don't change, of course. And he says, "Perfect." And it would just kill because it's like 100% of the people experience that. He asked the ah. lights to be off. They didn't turn off. He said, perfect. But it's like, I just think of like it's such a simple joke. Yes. But every single person gets it. Ah, right. We just experienced that. That's a great point. I also love a one word punchline. That's a, that's a beauty. Always, but, always fun. But yeah, that's a, great, that's a great way to put it. And I'll tell you, you know, you're shaky up there. But you go eventually. You're like 20 minutes in. You notice, oh, I'm loose. I'm normal. I'm not. It's not just a bunch of eyes on me. It's I'm doing stand up again. I'm right. a pro. I have a voice. I have a rhythm. I have my own style. Whatever the hell it is, and they could feel it. You could feel it. And the world just fluffed off. All the sad shit fluffed off. And that's why I get. And I don't want to get too cunty here, but a lot of the preachy bullshit comedy. I know that you're trying to save the world, but. It's not what's good for the people. The people want to to laugh it up and yuck it up about the sadness. You know what I'm saying? Like the uh, the preachy, hey, we got to help everybody and all that. I get it. It's a good message, but it's not comedy. These people want to laugh at dark shit and feel better, and you just preaching isn't helping anybody. Yeah, 100%. You're giving a speech. It's like yes. a politician. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Go put that shit on a, on a soapbox in, in the Union Square, you know? But that's why you got to be silly. You got to be funny. And I don't know. It bums me out that people get offended or want to take that away because that's the important shit, ironically. That's why men hunt and women nest. <laughs> um, no, I completely agree. I mean, I can't stand that shit. And that's why most of those people aren't on the road. They're writing for shows that uh, are usually not great. Yeah, yeah, but even that's that annoys me because I'm like, well, why are you writing on a even though it's a shit sitcom? I, it bums me out. You get to be in this comedy world when you're not even doing comedy. A shitcom. Yes. <laughs> uh, but so last night, so you got you went Thursday. Is it one Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, like that kind of deal? No, I fucked up. I showed up on Friday, and I was like, all right, we got one show Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. So Friday's show comes and goes. I was like, that was great. Oh, man, that crowd was hot. One show a night is always the best feeling. I go back in the groom. I order some ice cream, and the guy's like, all right, we're going to let start letting people in. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, there's two shows tonight. I was like, what? I had no idea, so I had to, like, click. I was in done mode. I had Ooh. to click back into, like, oh, shit, what am I going to talk about now? Am I going to do the same set? And it, it threw me for a loop. I almost left and went and did a bunch of shots and, you know, Made out with a trans person, Ooh. but luckily he came in. I hate a click off, click on. Nothing Ooh. worse than a click off, click on. It's the toughest move in the business. You, you, <laughs> you're out. My feet are up. My socks are off. I'm jerking it. And then he just said, hey, hey, you got to tighten up that tie, fatty, and get back out there. It's amazing how much any obligation is <laughs> affects you mentally. I know. I know. It, it's so true. And I will say this. I forgot how much work stand-up is like you get off and you're like whoo that was an hour of me shucking and jiving and you're sweating a little bit and you're, you're your assholes gaping but it's work yeah oh no question about it because and we've talked about this before it's like you're so 
hyper aware the whole time because you have to be listening and you have to have that the whole time your brain is going okay what's the next joke yes. what's the next bit if i do this have i done this already and it's quite a magic act that we're talking being in the moment responding to the audience and things going on while also monitoring that guy's a little drunk yeah. over there i can yes. hear him chirping these ladies are, are are talking over there that guy's dumb this guy wants to heckle right i haven't done that bit i can't think of how this bit ends it really is and then the meet and greet my god the meet oh. and greet wow and, that'll take it out of you <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> but it really is stressful. And then right when you come down, the, sh the next show's almost starting. And sometimes you're in the green room with a couple of fucking douches that don't make any sense to you. Yeah. And they're talking about whatever the fuck. I mean, Paul seems like a first-class guy. Yeah, good egg. Good good egg, good comic. But yeah, you're so right. That meet and greet. And you get that meet and greet right when you come off stage. So it's like, you ran a marathon, now go talk to people. Right. Yeah, but it, ain't, it ain't easy. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, it felt so good. And it felt like we belonged. And like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I, I'll, I'll send you a photo. I just have a photo of the host on stage, the full crowd, lights on him. They're dark. It's like, oh, it's like you're back at church, baby. It's great. I know. I feel like I'm going to cry when they bring me up. And they're like, tonight it's Joe Lynn. Like, I feel like I'll start sobbing like a little girl. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you, I tried to play it cool at first, like, "Hey, I'm a comic. We're we're doing sh we're doing a show." But once I completely leveled with the crowd, like, "I'm nervous. I'm rusty. You're gay." Like, it was so much better. It was a conversation instead of just like a show performance. Did, did you listen to a few sets? Because I oh, did one yeah. 15 minute set, and I could. I at eight minutes, I was like, "I'm out. I got nothing." I listened to like eight sets. I listened on the plane. I listened when I got here. I did it in my hotel room in a, in a hairbrush with naked like eight times. I was, I mean, the fear motivates you so much because you're, you're, you're going to humiliate, humiliate yourself out there and they're paying customers and the club is nice enough to have you. Well, that's what's so uh, strange and like hard about it is before we were doing, uh, neighbors are right outside. Um, uh. Before we were so doing so many shows every night, every week, I would go on stage headline for 50 minutes without even looking at a single note, just being like, and then you just go, yeah. But now it's like, I, I, I mean, I can't even remember 10 minutes of material, but I think it comes back quick. I don't know. I've never taken this long of a break in my life. Yeah, Sam, what are we, 85 days out, something like that? Something like that. March 10th was my last set. And before that, I think nine days is the longest I've gone. Maybe Ooh. 10 on a vacation. So it's yeah. wild. It's wild, but they're rusty too. And how about this? Late show Friday. I forgot we had two shows. Shit-faced. The whole crowd is shit-faced. I forgot. It was like, we're, not only are we right back into stand-up, we're right back into a hell gig too. Like nothing right. changed. And I got heckled out of the gate. Uh, this one guy had the bucket of beers in front of him. He's like... I did a joke. He goes, that one was good. What else? And Oof. his girlfriend's going, shut up, Ricky. Shut up. And I'm like, ah, listen to your fucking fat girlfriend, you chooch. And I'm going off on this guy. And you don't miss a beat. It's the same shit. There's still the bad guy. There's still the, the fan who's up in the front going, ah, you know, everything's it's all there. Wow. It's exciting. It makes me want to go back and work. But uh, I got nothing for a few weeks still. And I'm interested to see what shakes down with everybody opening and all the business. So we'll see. Do yourself a, a hot favor and, and watch a set. Listen to a like do listen to one ten minute seller set a day. Just like f 
flip through your phone and go, that's a good audio track. I'll try that. And just, oh, yeah, you find all these old jokes and sh- little things you forgot about that you never wrote down. So thank oh. God we recorded. No, no question about it. I got to. I mean, like, that was my big regret of this, you know, parking lot show I did is I should have listened. Because, like I said, you have that confidence that you had from three months ago. We were like, I'll just go up and wing it. And I'm like, right. I can't remember anything. So, Oh, yeah. Um, I got to tell you a little bit about being out at uh, Louie's place. Please. Yeah. I want to hear about fucking. That was fun. So I go out there and uh, we'll bleep that out. Uh, so I, I go out there. I want to hear about Westchester. Uh, I go up to Westchester there. Uh, you know how all the celebrities uh, have houses <laughs> in Westchester. Sure. The beautiful beaches. Um, yeah, we're up in, uh, Yorkville and, uh, ah. uh, is that, uh, that's not a town. Yorkville's in Manhattan. Yonkers? Yonkers. I was thinking of like above Hartsdale. That's a place. Ah. All right. Hartford. Kevin Hart. Oh, shit. I just spilt tea all over my bed like an asshole. That's tea. So I go up there and, you know, it's, it's a little strange because it's just the two of us in a house. It's a big house. Sure. And... It's weird because I'm like, when's the last time you just shared a place with a dude? Right, right. Yeah, that's kooky. I mean, I haven't done that since, uh, you know, Tom Dustin and I went to Key West in 1978. I mean, like, <laughs> it's it's been a minute since I was sharing a, a home with a man. Yeah. So it's a little nerve-wracking because it's his house, and you're like, what time am I going to wake up? What time is he going to wake up? Oh, right. And there's something very weird about saying goodnight to a man. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, he's got bare feet, and yes. uh, I got my socks on because I got toe cheese, and I'm like, all right, all right, goodnight. And, like, we're across the hall. we got to blow out candles, and yeah. it's so <laughs> strange. Very intimate. I know exactly what you mean. And then you, you share a sleeping bag. You tell a ghost story. <laughs> it's it's kooky. You got a milkshake with two straws. I get it. And you did a pod up from there, and I could hear Louie in the other room going, Hey, tell Marcus that hi. I'm just like, oh, geez. It was it was so foreign hearing like a stranger in a house. I know. He's just standing there. I didn't even see him. It was like the ghost in Three Men and a Baby. And I look over and there's just a, a spirit with a goatee looking at me. Yeah. And um, I'm used to control, too. Like, I'm usually on the road. I got the remote here. Sarah's on TikTok. So she's like, put on whatever. I don't care. Right. And this guy with the remote, he's a tyrant with the remote. Oh, I could see that. We're watching 10 minutes of From Here to Eternity. And then that <laughs> skips over to Shane. We watch Shane for a minute. Then we're watching. Yeah, he, he's a skipper. Yeah. It's 10 minutes of, and every movie's from 1936. It's. Oh, I could get a, old. It's a Bogart and a and a you know a Jimmy Cagney and <laughs> and it's a lot of you got to see this and we get I'm start watching it and we change to something else but we watched um, Saturday Night Fever which is one of the great movies of all time but great uh, movie great movie but uh, fun to we see were, Brooklyn too back in the day oh yeah I mean I I love the movie but man there's some wild rape in that movie <laughs> there is <laughs> you, you well, forget. Is there conservative rape? I don't know. I mean, you really you forget that there's just a gang rape happening in a vehicle. But uh, anyways, we had a good time with that, with watching the movie, I mean. And he, he you and him are great at uh, zinging the film. Like, what's up with that? That doesn't make sense. That's stupid. I hate that shot. She's fat. And uh, I was I was next to you guys once. We were zinging. The, I think it was Suicide Squad we watched. And it was so oh, bad man. that we loved it. And you guys were whipping and whapping. And I wanted to be a part of it. And I had the worst line ever. And everybody went... <laughs> what was that? what was that? I don't even remember that. I couldn't get a line in because you guys were had so many great zingers, and I 
you guys have been on the road for a while. This was my first time with him. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm still nervous. And we were watching something, and the cop had bad hair. And I go, and look at her hair. And everybody was like, that's it? Look at her hair. I was like, ah, shit. I blew it. I, I stared at the ceiling all night. Oh, that was in D.C. in that fucking palace. Yeah, oh, God. That was, oh, you it. know what's crazy about that? That's where everything's happening. That's the Hay Adams Hotel. Oh, yeah. That's where that's where Trump fucking shot the bullets and held the Bible like a piece of shit. Is that right? I didn't that's know right that. That's right there. We smoked oh. cigars right there. Wow. Look you at and that. I shared. We didn't share. We shared a conversation and had a cigar right where that fucking meatball is standing holding the Bible like it's a <laughs> retarded child that he doesn't want. Right. right. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Hey, Adams. Yeah. Sorry, my my. Computer's on my dick, and I'm getting sweaty. That's why I just yeah. got really shaky if you're watching the video. You got a boner, and it went a little cock-eyed there. Um, yeah, cock. Um, but anyway, so so Louis, you know Louis, he gets wild hairs up his ass, and he decided he wants to sail. So he got a sailboat. He bought like a nice big sailboat, but that's not coming yet to his house, so he got a little sailboat to like practice on. Now, ah. I don't know if you've ever sailed. I've dabbled. It is an unpleasant activity. Don't believe what you read and you hear. It, you know, they, everyone's like sailing this, and Rod Stewart has a song, and everybody's right. a sailor, and it seems great. But the actual act of physically sailing is a goddamn nightmare. It seems like a lot of maintenance. It's like the bow, twist it, pull the levy, pull the starboard bound, all this. Sh- I don't know what the hell they're talking about. There's a, there's a big fucking rod swinging by. You got a duck, and then you got a... <laughs> pull this shit and all that it seems like hell the boom the boom that's boom, the boom. boom now as you may or may not know i lived on a boat the uh the the mystic whaler for two weeks it was like an environmental bullshit we taught kids how to you know fuck without polluting and <laughs> two weeks two weeks and it was a huge ship and the boom was like four feet wide across it was like a law and it would swing i mean that thing could kill you yeah so it this sail- Wood. This sailboat he has is a, a little one, and again, but the boom is like low, so it's swinging. You got to like duck. You got to be on the bed of the sailboat, and then there's a jib, and the jib is going crazy, and I'm trying to work the jib, and he's trying to control the thing, and sailing just sucks. So we go yeah. out, and we're like, we'll just figure it out. He's had one lesson. I did a little couple lessons before, but we go out and. The engine is just crapping out. There's no engine. Because you could take the engine to like a bigger space where you can sail. Engine shits the bed immediately. There's mm. no wind. We're just sitting there like two assholes. Wow. So we finally get the engine running. He calls the guy. He's like, you got to choke the thing and boobly-boo. He gets the engine running for like a second. We get back to the dock. I'm like, let me go get an oar. I was like, take me back. I'll get an oar so we have it on board. Yes. At least. Which you should have had already on board. I get You're out. Shit's Creek. Exactly. So I go, I grab the oar, throw it back in the boat, we jump back on, we take the engine out about 300 yards, and did the you, engine shits the bed again. Did you have a thought when you were back on land, like, I shouldn't go back out there. I'm already here. Why am I going back on this death trap sail jizz? Well, once I have the oar, I'm not too nervous. I mean, I'm a strong swimmer. We got the oar. The only thing I'm worried about is, and I, before I wasn't worried, because we're in like an, it's like an inlet in the water. So it's not ah. like we're out in the middle of the Atlantic here. But I was already doing the math. I'm like, I'll swim to there, walk up, and get to the house, and blah, blah, blah. We go back out. Engine dies again. 
and we got the sails up. There's barely any wind, and it's just taking us. We're just listing, no pun intended, uh-huh. right at his neighbor's yacht. Oh. Huge yacht, like $800,000 boat, and we're going straight for it. We're working the jib, the sail, the whole thing. There's no engine, and so I'm just like, I got to go catch the boat. So I yeah. crawl up to the, the bow, and I just put my hands out. I have to catch it, and just two hands on this perfectly beautiful glass boat, and I'm just like walking it so we're not slamming wow. into the side of the thing and just got to like do a full push off the thing. And we start to go this way. We go haywire. And I'm, I take the paddle, and I'm, I'm paddling the goddamn thing around in a circle. And we start drifting back there again. Finally, he gets the engine to work just long enough to kind of spray us away. Wow. And I just paddled us all the way back. And we were like, whew, that was brutal. That sounds like hell, but maybe a bonding experience. You guys are like a couple of Cub Scouts out there. It was bonding. We were laughing. We had a good time. So then he had his engine guy come back work on the engine, and he goes, all right, I fixed the engine. should be no problem. So the next day, we go, all right, we're going to sa- Today, we're sailing. Today, we're going to do it. We watch a YouTube video. We go out there, and now we get to this opened-up area, and it's windy as fuck. We get the sail up and just, whew, it just Woo! takes us, and what do you call it? Keeling? You know when it's like it's the boat is keeling? That's when you see a sailboat that turns completely on its side, when it's Kegel. like turning like this. Yes, Kegel exercises. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. So we do that, but that's fine if you know what to do. You move your jib, you swing your boom, you stick your ass in the water, and it evens up. But we couldn't figure it out. I mean, we almost went in. I had to shift all my weight to the other side to keep us from going on. Then it levels out. Wind hits again. We turn the other way. Just completely scoop up the other way. I took my shoes off because I was like, I'm going to go in this. I'm going to fall in the fucking water. Wow. Holy hell. So he's like, fuck this. Fuck this. And he rips the sail down. We had to pull the sail down and just turn the engine on and then just quietly just zip back to the dock and be like, fuck this. <laughs> I mean, we laughed our asses off, but we were like, we must have looked like two assholes. It's all these rich, you know, millionaires just watching these two meatballs, both with Red Sox hats on, by the way. <laughs> Almost drowned. And here's the, the, the problem, the issue. He's got like a, a $50,000, 50-foot sailboat on its way to the house. Oh, God, he's fucked. He's going to cut right through a yacht. He hates sailing. Sailing sucks. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I don't want to be negative, but like sailing's the worst. But maybe when you get it down, it's a beautiful thing. You got, you're using the power of Earth to propel you. I mean, there's something nice about that. I mean, that's amazing. And when I was on this Mystic Whaler, which is like a 60 or 70-foot boat, like it sleeps 12 people, maybe it's 150. I don't know how big the boat is. I'll have to look it up. But it's a huge boat where like 15 people sleep on it. But when that boat is on sail, they say, uh, it's spectacular. You're just cruising and you're like this whatever, 800-pound, two-ton boat. I don't know what things weigh. You're like, this is incredible that we're just moving with wind in our sails, the whole thing. But it's fucking work. Like, to there's never a point where you're just like, ah, right. this is nice. Where we took his speedboat out and we're just whipping around yeah. and hitting wakes and we 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 stopped, we dropped anchor and we swam. The water was freezing, wow. which was nice. As I was saying, I'm like, I'm not going to summer without getting the ocean. So yes. We, we anchored up and swam, and it was beautiful and refreshing and nice. So that was great. But, uh, yeah, he's got a big old sailboat coming in, and we got to figure out how to sail. 
I'm so blown away because you see every Nautica commercial. They got a champagne bottle out there. They're they're sipping wine. They're they're fucking trannies. They got you know big pimping, spending G's on these sailboats. Sounds like it's it's work. It's work. It's brutal. And what blows my mind is how the pilgrims and the pirates and all the shit they came across the Atlantic. It's a good point. On a sailboat. I mean, how insane is that? They lived on those things for years. I mean, Columbus and Magellan and Capern, crazy. Unbelievable. So, great time. I think I'm going to go back out there uh, next week, and uh, it was oh, delightful. Wow. I got some other stories, but we got to wrap up here. But, um, yeah, it, it was something else. But uh, great, great trip, and it's beautiful out there, and nice, cool swim and some fun boating. And again, you probably forget a little bit about the world. I mean, you, you put the news back on, you're, you're right back in it. But when you're on that sailboat, you know, pushing off a yacht, I feel like you're probably in a good space. Oh, forget it. I mean, there's no COVID there. People, right. I mean, like, it, there's, it's a small town, I'll just say, and there's like 60 people there. They're all worth $800 million. And right. uh, I felt bad. It's like revolution in the streets and COVID and bombs and riots. And I'm like, I got my feet up next to a fireplace with, uh, you know, I'm eating duck. <laughs> this is pretty good. Wow. Man, I, that's exciting. You're going back out, too. It's a, it's like a, a routine. Yeah, it's pretty nice. So, um, But any jizz, we got we got to wrap this thing up here. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you got anything? What do you, you want to plug those dates? Are those going to happen? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I hope. Side Splitters Tampa, they keep promoting it. It's the last weekend of July. I think July 30, 31, and August 1st. Something like that. Side All Splitters right. Tampa. And... Zanies in Chicago, I think, is the second week of August. I don't know what's going on there in Chicago, but we'll see. And um, tentatively, the Uncle Dale Firehouse benefit happens the day after Thanksgiving, the Friday the 28th, I think that is. So they're all tentative, but we'll see. And the special, I don't know. i got to call my manager after this. Hopefully it'll be out soon. Subscribe to my YouTube if you can. Joe List on YouTube. Go subscribe. Yes. I got a uh, really small amount of subscribers, so you can go do that. That'll be fun, and we'll yeah. see. And you got your other pod. Yeah, check. Mindful Metal Jacket. You can check that out if you want. And, uh, yeah, I, I just picked up a new date, Greenville, North Carolina. I think it's a comedy zone. That's in two weeks. So the money's shit. That's a tough room. But uh, I, I got to get my act worked out here. So I'll be at Greenville, North Carolina uh, comedy zone, and – Check out my special out to lunch, and uh, I hope my other dates still stand. They're all on my website. All right. And join right. the Patreon. The Patreon is kicking ass. Ooh. We're about to do a, a bonus queef right now. And check out OnlyFans.com slash Tuesdays. You got that right. Porn. All porn talk over there. Yeah, baby. Good stuff. Let's watch some porn. I'll see you in hell, and praise Allah. Kick ass. Uh.